Welcome to the Awakened Man Podcast, where we promulgate that your physical, psychological, and financial health are your true sources of wealth that must be safeguarded and optimized to achieve long-lasting happiness. Here, we'll discuss tactics on how you may self-actualize to reach the pinnacle of authentic masculinity by embracing true libertarian principles, arming yourself with red pill knowledge, as well as implementing the most up-to-date holistic health biohacks to optimize your health. Stop being a blue pill sheep, being led to slaughter by big government and the court system. Become an awakened man. Here's your host, Gregory. Good morning, everybody. This is Gregory. And welcome back to another episode of The Awakened Man. I hope you're doing well today. Yes, I will figure out the audio. You're like, Gregory, I missed the good old days when the audio was so clear. Well, if you go back to the uh, second and third part of the 30 red flags, you might not feel that way. Today, we're going to talk about the importance of friends for men who have been divorce raped. Now, I think you do tend to see a pattern or a tendency with men, a certain stratum of men that maybe weren't successful in developing relationships when they were younger and therefore bears out problematic later on. So, what do we know? We know that men who perhaps were involuntary celibates in high school, kind of the nerdy guys, the guys who didn't get a lot of action with women and instead were hanging out with their buddies, kind of like, you know, playing Dungeons and Dragons or watching TV or watching Star Wars or whatever your thing was. Clearly, you didn't have a lot of luck with women for whatever reason. So... You really wanted to have a woman. And so when you got older and maybe outgrew that nerdiness or like with a lot of things, you know, nerdy kind of guys tend to be smart, maybe not socially skilled, but they tend to be smart. And so they went and got degrees that made a lot of money and now they have money and now maybe they're going to have more luck with women because, you know, high sexual market value men, one of the, the prime, prime indicators is wealth. That's what attracts women along with other qualities like confidence problem is that you still have this pedestalization of of women so when you start interacting with women you're overly eager so you're you're taking them to expensive meals because you want to impress them you're buying them gifts you're just going overboard on everything because you think this is how you get the woman and also Whatever she wants, you get it to her. Now, on a certain extent, of course, this appeals to a woman because a woman can accumulate stuff and women like to accumulate stuff and it appeals to their vanity and their, their need for validation and so forth. But let's say you marry this woman and you still are the groveling, obsequious kind of beta male because you were inured with this mindset from a young age because you, perhaps you didn't have a lot of luck with women and now you reach the problems after the honeymoon period ends at the beginning of a relationship where she realizes yeah i mean this guy is really nice but women don't always like nice guys there's no edge to you where's your edge whatever she asks you give her you're failing all the shit tests whatever she wants you give her and this is at the expense of your long-term uh, happiness in this relationship because remember shit tests are done to see how masculine you are in the event that a real threat comes in her life and so if you're always failing these shit tests 
all the time. She knows that you're not masculine enough to protect her later on. And so what happens is women get resentful of your inability to assert your masculinity in the marriage. Now, I've mentioned before with Shitta, so if the two choices are the nice guy choice and the dick choice, always pick the dick choice. So example of a shit test, a very small one is you're walking in the kitchen, she's like, make me a sandwich. Now the nice guy's gonna be like, okay, but the other guy's like, you have legs, you can make your own sandwich. Now she might be a little upset with that, but in the long run, she's gonna like you a lot more. Or if she's like, you know what, I want you to, you uh, you want to create a man cave room. And she's like, no, I want you to do it in the garage. And if you say, no, I make most of the money I'm going to put in the room and you stand up to her, again, that's a sign of masculinity. In the long run, she'll like you more. She might drop your panties more because she knows and it's a reminder that she's not with a wuss. The other thing that beta men who are married do is that they alienate themselves from their friends. So the old friends that used to play with Dungeons and Dragons, think of like season two of Stranger Things when they start breaking apart because of girls. A lot of guys who get caught up with their woman, their wife, is that they 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 were really never that good at making friends. Think of the Paul Rudd movie and Jason Segel, I Love You Man, where he has no male friends. And he had problems finding male friends in the first place. And now he has even more problems because lots of times when you're married, you either just discard your old male friends or your wife tells you, oh, you know, blah, blah is bad for you. This guy I don't like, blah, blah, blah. And of course, she's your access to sex. So you agree to everything instead of saying, "Uh, no, I'm going to still have my friends. I don't give a damn what you think. So you have that that kind of thing rolling around. So you have this lack of maintaining frame by failing shit tests and not being masculine compounded with the fact that you're just slowly losing all your male friends. And as the lack of passing these shit tests continue, she disrespects you more. Then you start seeing the raging that she's not happy because she realizes after she tried to project all these qualities into you that you never had that she's disillusioned and therefore she feels she could do better and then you either got the cucking, the cheating, the raging, whatever. But inevitably, as the statistics bear out, she divorces you. Now, as the obsequious beta male, many times you're distraught, you didn't see it coming. And now you are alone. You lost half your assets, you lost the kids, you see him alternating weekends. And now you're alone and you're definitely scared because a lot of things too that, that, that these kind of men have is that they want second moms. They need a mommy. This is why the Judd Apatow movies are so popular with the nerdy guys, with the incel types, like Knocked Up, Pineapple Express, essentially any Seth Rogen movie is because they're all stunted adolescents in these movies, right? They're all like 32 and they don't have a job. And so a lot of guys wanted to get married because they were definitely afraid of being alone. And so they had their mommy through college and then they met their new future wife in college. And so they just kind of transferred all the mommy issues that mommy needs to the wife. And so when they were married, you know, I need I need her to do this and do that. I need her to tell her that she likes me. She needs to cook and clean because a lot of us are scared to be alone. Now you're alone because of why your beta tendencies Women don't rather share an alpha than be saddled with a beta, right? So now you're alone and you hate it. You're fearfully alone. You feel lonely. You're sad. You're drinking because your whole life you had 
a second mommy. You, you, you had a woman in your life to take care of you. Now, shockingly, you got to learn to be alone and take care of yourself. Now, a lot of the more red pill men, masculine men, who are have been perpetual bachelors or were divorced, they're like, God, being alone after being married is the greatest thing because you can do what you want, when you want, why you want, and so forth, and no explanation. You have no one hemorrhaging your wallet and all these things that we talk about here. And understandably so, but it takes a paradigmatic shift, not necessarily for these alpha guys because they're like, yeah, cool. I don't have somebody raging and nagging at me. Now I can go travel and, or walk around my underwear all day. Fine, cool. Love it. Me and my dog and my waifu or just me and my dog and my friends. Cool. But it takes a transitional period for these these kind of beta men to feel that because they've always had a woman in their life. And so they need friends. Thus the importance of this episode right here. So a lot of the beta men, the incel men, had problems getting friends when they were younger because they were very nerdy. And, and you know, men also want to hang out with like-minded, cool men. They don't necessarily want to hang out with the nerdy men. And so if you were one of those guys who was always picked last when they were picking teams... Look, when I was a fat kid, I was like that too. And at the time, it felt horrible. But at the time, I, you know, now you realize, well, why would they want me on their team if I can't move and I'm not athletic? Okay. So it's it's hard for these men maybe to get friends, but now it's extremely important because you have to switch the paradigm that being alone is a negative thing instead of seeing it as solitude and quiescence. So you're working on that. You're working on purging your relationship thirst, the idea that your life's incomplete without a woman. You're working on that. And you're working on needing to be alone because now you don't have a second mommy. You're dealing with that. And so it's even more important to go out and find friends and be like Paul Rudd from I Love You Man. Go on friend dates, whatever it is. You gotta find male friends because male friends will support you. We're all social creatures. We need to be around other people it's undisputable we are not meant to be alone as god said about adam it's not good for man to be alone you know but i always joke about it's like men have 18th century values but don't understand they're in a 21st century court system but you need to have male friends and you need to have family that you're at least if not living next to talking to quite often because we need support so in closing gentlemen you might have been one of these second mommy types. You might have been one of these beta types. But the importance is this. All people need friends. Women are better at this because they're the gatherers. They like to gossip. And you know they, they tend to have a network. But men, especially in marriage, tend to isolate themselves. And they tend to make women their sole focal point for all social interaction, which is a mistake. But now that you're divorced, you really need to reach out. So do whatever it takes. Reconnect with old male friends, your old Dungeons and Dragons buddies, whatever. Reconnect with old friends. Find new friends. Join meetup groups. Don't blame COVID. Find men. Go to gym. Just talk to people. Talk to guys at coffee shops. Whatever it takes. Go to church groups. I don't care. Because your life will be optimized and better if you have more male friends. And they don't necessarily need to be red pill. Ideally, that'd be great. You just need men in your life that you're chilling with to offset that feeling of loneliness until you can switch your paradigm from feeling that is loneliness to solitude. And then I think your life will be much happier once you have more male friends in it. Guys, if you appreciate my content, please post an honest review. It would take you five seconds. You don't even have to write anything. You just put in the stars if you like. But if you write something that helps with the algorithm to get this message out to more men, save a man, stop his wedding. 
couple of links in the episode notes. One's for PayPal. If you want to donate some money to offset the cost of, of hosting this, that'd be great. The other link is for Naturopathic Earth, my website. Go there and check out all the podcast episodes and all the articles. And we have 250 uh, paleo-esque recipes. On the homepage, you'll notice my two books on the right side, Revelations of a Weight Loss Warrior and Confessions of an Obese Child. I'm coming up on May 4th, which is on Tuesday, I believe when this is coming out, of my 30th anniversary of keeping my weight off. It's a big deal for me. The irony is, am I going to celebrate it with cake? <laughs> but either way, check out the books, buy them if you want. But when you click on the picture of the books, it takes you to Amazon. Now, anything you buy on Amazon within 24 hours, we get a 2% commission, no expense to you as Amazon affiliate. So if you buy $50 worth of stuff, we get like a buck fifty. Also, if you want to talk, contact me at clarity.fm. And lastly... Please post an honest review and subscribe to The Awakened Man, to The Female Holistic Health Apothecary, and to Confessions of an Obese Child. Until next time, take care. God bless. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Awakened Man Podcast. Find us on Facebook at The Awakened Man Podcast page. Subscribe and post an honest review on Apple Podcasts and consider donating to our crowdfunding account. And remember, freedom is better than needum. Until next time.
music, courtesy of Nine Inch Nails.